I was, yeah, they started messing around. I'm like, yeah, I find something he'll like. That is awesome. I love it. All right, we're rolling, man. We're rolling? We're rolling. All right. What do you think? Episode 10? Episode 10. Two and a half months of this shit? Yeah, we're getting there. Man. Studio's getting there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's really looking good. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy with the way it's turning out. Yeah, me too. And uh, our, you know, the videos are doing really good. Yeah, you've been sending me yeah, the updates. Better and better. What is it, like yeah. 70 now? 70, um, like, in one fast. Week. Yeah. And under under five days, I think, we hit yeah. 70. Yeah. So for episode 10, what did we say? We were going to have a guest. There you go. Right. Yeah. And guess what? Got a guess? Yeah, there's a new sheriff in town. Oh yeah, I, I like, like it. I feel like I look like a sheriff over here. <laughs> you look fine. Yeah, we. I think episode one was where one. What's it at? Do you do you look? Uh, hundred and twenty-six yeah. views. I think it is. And all the other ones have been like in the thirties. The fifties, yeah, thirties to fifty-four, you know, somewhere. Like and for whatever reason, last week's, uh, <clears throat> last week's video. In oh man, we had, area. yeah, we had over forty views in twenty-four hours. Yeah, was, yeah it really took awesome. off. Yeah. yeah, we are happy yeah. with that. And, yeah, uh, we're getting it dialed in. You know. Yeah. So, Again, wherever you listen to this, rate it, review it. Yeah. Give a thumbs up. Leave a comment. It helps. It helps. Even if it's a shitty comment, man. Yeah. You guys suck. Yeah. You know, fine. Let us know what we're wrong about. <laughs> Let us know what we're right about. Something you want us to, you know, yeah, kick like around and talk, talk about. about. Yeah. Throw it out there. Yeah. Just try to like, share, subscribe. Yeah. Help us out. Yeah. Find any value here. So what's new? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, there's so much to talk about, like. Always is, right? Yeah. It's just, Rome is burning, right? Every week, you get in here and say the same thing. I was thinking Rome about that. Fire. I was thinking about that, because it's pretty common for you to say that at the beginning yeah. of the podcast. I was thinking, who's really affected by Rome burning? <laughs> the Romans. <laughs> <laughs> well, more to the fact, like, I think it affects wealthier people more than it does... The plebs, right? Um, it, well, I mean, you can make an argument about that, but uh, I don't know, man. Low, the lower class people, they're the ones that's feeling inflation the worst, right? I mean, if you're right. wealthy, you don't give a shit what a loaf of bread costs, but, you know, the poor mom would... But I'm talking about Rome actually crazy. collapsing. But, oh, yeah. I mean, that hurts the... Yeah. Right. Well, it, was, it was their senate and their emperor okay. That, okay. that got beat up, right? So, so even Rome's more, still there. Even right? even more to my point, right? If money <clears throat> becomes so devalued, if you ain't got none, or if right. you never really had any, how much does it affect you? Right. And and compared I think it, to you, the person that buys. If you look at that collapse, I mean, look, America's here. It's not going anywhere, right? right? I mean, hopefully, California breaks off and goes into the ocean like Atlantis <laughs> I could care less but uh well I mean 
even if even, things were if if you had a collapse in you know your your structure government or whatnot like what happened in rome you're right it, that was all the high society people that that affected the most because there's still rome there right mm-hmm. it's still there there's still people living mm-hmm. there there's always going to be people living here there's always going to be in america uh just might look a little different so even but even back to california that isn't 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 the majority of the California counties still Republican yeah. or red? Yeah, it's only the isolated, densely yeah. populated area ones that the are blue. blue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are the blue ones. I want to. That's go why there. you you want to see uh, a lot of those counties. They they're begging for like <laughs> secession out of California to join another state. I wouldn't mind going there one day just to see it. Yeah, see what neat. it's really like. That's kind of where I'm at too. I'd I'd really like to go check out like Los Angeles and like everything you see on the news or everything you hear on hear on the radio. I'd love to get a firsthand account of it so I can be like, oh yeah, you know that that is really what we're seeing or that is really what's happening or like Hollywood. I could be crazy. Right. I was watching a YouTube video this morning and they were uh, covering the tar pits and the thing I. I lose sight of that fact. Like these tar pits are in the middle of LA. <laughs> right. Like, these tar pits, and they were talking about how uh, natives used to um, like waterproof their canoes with yeah. the tars from those pits. And, like, and this is right in the middle. Of Isn't that where where Hoppe is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that you know mastodons and these oh, yeah. you know, tigers and shit. Oh well, yeah, they got the fossils. statues there. Yeah. You know yeah. that's really neat. Yeah, just, just think that shit was there at one time. Just blo- we lose sight of that. Yeah. Like, you know, you, know, you hear about it, you learn about it in history or whatever in school, but like, don't really think about it that much until I see something like that. I'm like, yeah. holy well, shit, yeah. this still exists to this day. Kind of reminds me of like growing up thinking that I was going to encounter quicksand more often than I did. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know, right? I can't tell you the last time I ran into it. Well, that's funny that you say that. It was the thing when we were kids, right? Yeah. Like, oh, what do you do if you get in quicksand? Right. Uh, you know, don't move too much because you'll sink fat. You know, like, yeah. what are the odds? Yeah, don't kick. <laughs> you know. I'm kind of dying to encounter it at this point, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, this is going to be, it's going to be weird because we haven't had guests before. And right. you and I are so used, we've done this for, Oh yeah, forever. <laughs> over a yeah. decade. Yeah, over a decade for sure. We've done this exact thing where we just sit down. And I... Actually, last week I think we went two and a half hours, and then we shut the show down, and we sat here uploading and you know editing all the stuff we do afterwards, and went for another two hours. So I mean, yeah, we, we had a five-hour-long conversation. Yeah. And it's like like a lot of times I gotta kick him out of here. Yeah. Like, Go, go like fucking go like save it for next week yeah. we'll be you know like we start in here and we're kind of moseying our way out and then we end up at the table and, yeah. and then he's like shut up save it for the <laughs> we, podcast we got you gotta go man yeah. this is getting too, go deep too good you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so it's so it's gonna i don't know exactly how to flow in this my my main my main idea when we're thinking about guests is you because yeah, i told bob mm-hmm. i said you live such a colorful life you know, oh, yeah. that, you know, at, when I thought about it, and we're not even going to get this all in one podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, we got to, we got to find a way, you know, we're going to have to do this more than once. And uh, so trying to figure out, like, where to start and how to get this to roll into right your life. And and still keep it organic and not, like, scripted. like Yeah. Know? 
if someone's got footnotes like, hey, uh, you know, talk about this. Yeah. Just, yeah. This bullshit, man. You know. So. <sighs> I, I wish I wish it's, I know it's so, he hit me with some good stories that I was I know <clears> it's so hard like yeah. where to start because I said I know we're not going to get this one podcast right. and and you do you have such a good message and you're so resilient like you know I you know do I start out with you know like you know your stories you told me from being a kid you know or stories from you know later in life you know and i don't know how deep you want to get into any particular thing as far as you know like growing up or <laughs> when i told bob that story you told me about being in the trailer and the tornado <laughs> sirens going off <laughs> yeah. crank you around crank the windows yeah. <laughs> You gotta change the air in there, you know. Right. <laughs> equalize the pressure. Yeah, equalize the flare pressure. <clears throat> yep. That's uh, funny. That was just great. Yeah, Listen. and to see your transformation and the resilience I've seen in you from when we first met to you know, see you lose your whole paycheck and fifteen minutes later just like So what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. wait, what? Yeah. Like I you do have a good message, and uh, hey, where message. where would I think you know one thing? Uh, I went through some, you know, a tough time not that long ago, and you recommended to uh, to talk to him that he had a good message and some good experience and uh, would help a lot. And truthfully, it was tremendous. Like, you know, the conversation we had was amazing for me it was what i needed and man i couldn't thank you enough seriously like you put me on a good path because i was kind of in a dark place man i was broken he kind of rescued me really i appreciate that yeah when when you showed up to my house after i, I don't even know how much up, okay you know, i didn't know how yeah. far you wanted me to go into. so he went through a bad breakup and he shows up here, dude, and as soon as he walked in, he sat down and started talking. Like, it was a spitting image of your situation. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, like, I've seen this before. You know, I'm very aware. And we talked for a while, and I'm like, look, you need to get in, you need to get in contact with this guy because, you know, I, I seen the similarity of the path he was going down. <clears throat> and, you know, I saw it in you. What do you think? <clears throat> man, as tough as you think you are, you know, like, I'm an alpha male. Straight up gorilla, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I I lived through shit like you, you know? Same thing, you know? Some, <laughs> I got a colorful history, too. And to just be tore down to your very fabric, yeah. you know? I, I just, I didn't know how to handle that, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I'd never been so defeated wounded i guess you yeah. know I just, man i i just i didn't even know what to do so yeah it was uh it was some good conversation and put me on the right path and and i'm still taking the advice that he gave me like, yeah. are you comfortable getting into any of that yeah man i don't know how 
because I think there's a good message for people out there going through a lot of those same struggles. Especially for men. Yeah. Because we don't have that. You know what I mean? There's just, men are taught, you don't cry. You know, I mean, that's how I grew up. You, You wreck your bike, you crash your motorcycle, and the old man's like, is your leg broke? Well, no. Yep. And what are you crying for, pussy? Get up. Get on that bike. Yep. You know what I mean? So we're, it's hard for us to even process that kind of shit later on, you know, because we're taught not to feel. Mm-hmm. And then we're bitched at by our significant other because we don't feel. And it's you get caught in the middle of this thing that, like, it, it, it's impossible to to function and successfully. So uh, to have a support group for men. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's kind of how he had described it to me. Uh, said, you were a wonderful person that just, you know, you're a good guide for that. You were willing okay. to share your story and your experiences. And, and all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm going, wow, okay. So he, he, he knows how this, yeah, that's how I oh, feel. Yeah. That's what it was like for me. Son of a bitch. I'm not the only one that feels this way. Okay. Because for a minute, I wandered around going, uh, felt alien you know what i mean because i look i'm at your table we're sharing coffee i'm crying you're looking at me like holy fuck <laughs> uh what do i do with this guy you well know i kind of I mean? knew like, what to... well right you knew where to go but right because you know i'm saying because... initially those what are you going to do <laughs> right, at that for, moment right? right for someone out there this is why i think it is important it is i think as men a lot of times you know if something tragic happens to us or something you know tragic that feels tragic to us on the outside looking in, you're just like, okay, like, move on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're never really told like it's okay to cry or it's okay to to feel it or like sit in it. It's it, it's never okay for us to like close ourselves in the house for a week and just be like distraught or devastated or uh, you know get all the way to the bottom. And so like I found comfort in in getting all the way to the bottom and having nothing. And then once you you have the nothing, like where do you go from here? You know, you just just kind of crawl your way up. There's no no hurry, you know. Um, like your your situation, my situation, it's a great time for you to like relearn about yourself. Yes. You know, like I know, I remember sharing with you. I I learned to cook. Mm-hmm. Like I could cook, but like I learned to bake. I loved you know, it. Just, oh, that awesome. was just you know the most inspirational thing. He's like, you know, I, I'm baking. Like you know, <laughs> I, I'm baking stuff for my kids, and I'm like, wow. You know what? That's awesome. Yeah. You gotta. I mean, you gotta. You gotta find something. You know. So um, I think next week will be mixed martial arts. Hell yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna submerge in there for some good exercise and just you know the the hobby like you said, learn something new. You yeah. Know? Um, I submerge sure myself get, into this. Make sure you get me the info on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I I remember you saying how gratifying it was to like just go out and buy like some of your own stuff for your whole oh, yeah. place yeah you know like like wow like i get to make these decisions now you know i can kind of do things the way i want to do them like like you said like you almost had to hit bottom to start the rebuilding process and decide and we were talking i don't even think it, i don't even know if it's on the podcast or not it doesn't right. matter but about people about leveling up right yeah. like and we saw it too right and we had extensive conversations about that about people we noticed like i don't want to i don't want to oust any one profession because it 
everybody right. does what they do. But right. I think you know the specific situation I was talking about. Like, okay, this is where you were, so you're just gonna like enter back into that exact same situation you just left. Like, right. And so, like, that's something, I, and I, I preach it to everybody. Um, you know, like if if you and your if you and your spouse split, or you and your girlfriend, or whatever split, and you, you find yourself supporting them the entire time, or supporting your family the entire time. When you're when you're out there in the market looking, why are you looking for someone that is has the same qualifications as that person or the same type right. of job? Why are you why are you making a lateral movement? And it's not like it's not a gold digger thing. I don't. It's it's not about that at all. But it's right. about someone that can support themselves because like why should you go back into a situation where you're supporting someone you know emotionally, financially, whatever? I, I, and you know? I think we tend to do that like initially because it's familiar. Yep. It reminds you of what you had. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's scary going forward. It's unknown. You don't know. You know, backwards, you, you know. Yeah. It, it feels familiar. So if you could find someone that is similar to what you had, it, it kind of replaces that, and it's really familiar. Um, I took that advice from you, too. You said, set the bar high, man. Yeah. Like, you know, set it high. You're worth something. Yeah. And... You need to hear that because when you come out of one of those breakups and like, you know, your life's been torn down. I mean, oh, man, my life got burnt right to the ground. It was just ashes. But, you know, the Phoenix story, right? Out of the ashes. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, man, it was so true. And, man, I still hear your voice in my head sometimes when I start to backslide because it's a process. This is not something you just do in a couple of days or in a week. It's. It's relearning new habits. You know, like you said, you're, you're reinventing yourself. You really yep. are. And, you know, it's scary because you stand there and, and you go, okay, who am I now? You know, I, I know who I was with that person, but who am I when I'm alone? Yep. Or if I was with someone else, what does that mean? You know, and it's hard. My, the real kick in the head I had was standing in line to buy a Monster Energy drink. And it was like, it hit me, like, I'm not going to get in trouble for buying this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no one's going to bitch because I spent five bucks, you know. Yeah. It was it was amazing feeling, but it was actually intimidating. It was kind of scary. Like, okay, so now I'm in control. I don't have that crutch to blame. Well, you know, I, I but she wanted this. So, you know, I can't blame anyone. If, if my life... <laughs> It goes to shit now. It's all my fault, right? Yep. So I don't have any excuses. I got to make good decisions. And when he told me that story, I'm like, oh, I've read this book before. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny that you would say that as well because, like, same, almost the exact same story. Um, you know, we were, like, in my my last relationship, it was, it was like, very much, like, apartment life. Like, we're in, we're in a decent-sized town. You don't really go out a whole lot. And if you do go out, you're back as quick as you can be, you know, right. uh, back to the safety of your your domicile and uh i just remember like standing in, in line one day and i'm just just waiting at the gas station and i realized like i don't have anybody at home right now <clears throat> pissed off at me for being gone for so long i started letting people go in front of me yeah I was like, go ahead like i've got all day yeah <laughs> it was beautiful it was right. amazing and it, it something snapped that day and it just like started a good good roll yeah and having you know this guy to talk to oh my gosh like He's got a, a plethora of knowledge. Yeah, he um, does. When you <clears throat> when you started when you started looking for another partner, 
we're your first we're the first couple we're the first couple women you sought out do you think you were just making a lateral move or were you when had you decided already like I'm gonna raise the bar well so you know I don't remember if you remember that far back but we had been like split split up but like not 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 together by mm -hmm. any means um but but split for quite a while mm -hmm. um, so it took took a long time it was a very long time before i even started thinking about dating um and then when i started dating it was definitely feeling out and learning about myself again you know like i remember going on one date with a girl and she was just like bitching about her family the entire time and i that made the rule there like if you're going to complain about your family yeah like i'm ultimately like looking for someone to marry again or someone to like spend time with again do i want to be part of that yeah because i've been there you know like yeah. you leave a family reunion and instantly mm -hmm. like just pissed about something you know and it's like do i want to do that again you know right mm -hmm. <clears throat> been there done that right. right right so when you started when you started dating again had you already made up your mind at that point or were you still seeking some of those comforts of what you had left i was I was seeking something completely different, oh, something okay. different than what I had ever done. And the the person that I had married before was completely different than I had ever been interested in. I, I, I'm I'm not really sure what happened. Um, in high school, I was always into like a certain type. Right. And when I met this person, I was like, oh yeah, like let's try this. And it just like snowballed into you know, kids in marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and then turned into like just a, fireball you know this is a disaster <laughs> yeah. uh, and you, you i i'm still so careful not to like hedge all my bets on one person i'm happily married you know I have a beautiful family home um life is is great but i'm also there's like that little part of me that's like be careful right. you know, like, well and that's what i explained to him i'm like look and this is a lesson i learned from you seeing you go through your situation it was very polarizing for me like don't let anybody ever have that kind of power over you yeah. to where you feel like you have to be here. Like they have so much control over you. Like this person leaves, you know, I, I'm not going to have any life. It's over. I'm, you know, I'm fucked for the rest of my life if I'm not with this person. Yeah. You know? And I, I told yeah. him, I'm like, do not ever let anybody have that kind of control over your life. No, I, I know what I'm worth, you know, and I know what I bring to the table and I know how hard I work in a relationship. So um, I'm not going to let anyone else ever set my worth for me ever yeah. again. That will, yeah. you know, we, we had that conversation about looking in the mirror, crying and, oh, you yeah. know, the snot, waving the snot away. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, wow, how, when did this happen to me? How did this happen yeah. to me? You know, you don't even see it. Like it just slowly happens to you where, you, you know, you, you're already defeated and at least I was. I was already beat down so low, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a lot more careful going forward about taking care of myself. Um, and I think one of the great lessons I learned from you is the importance of like teamwork within the the male community. You know, to if you see one of your buddies going through this, like reach out to him, talk to him, like. This whole code of, you know, 
don't ask, don't tell, for mm-hmm. lack of better words, that, that has been terrible for, for us as yeah. men. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm definitely always going to be there to help someone out that's going through something like that because, man, you know, you were just a godsend helping me through it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pay that one forward. If I ever see anyone going through this, I'm going to reach out and say, Hey, you know, this, if you ever need to talk, because I'm telling you to, to leave someone isolated and by themselves for the, for the goal of we are men, we are tough. And then the guy's at home with a gun in his mouth, like, mm-hmm. what are you really accomplishing? You know what I yeah, mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to feel. Yeah. It's okay to cry. And for yeah. people out there that think this is an isolated incident, you know, bullshit. No. I remember you reading me those posts from those dad forums yeah. that you were on. And it was just so eye-opening here just right. every day right story every after day. story after yeah. story of these guys just like you know their lives just turned upside down a lot of times you know his wife leaving and they're stuck there with the kids and they're like holy shit you know i i have to go to work how do you know just all the yeah. stories right like yeah. how, how do i balance this you know yeah i feel for anybody that goes through any of these situations and i really hope through these conversations you know people out there will at least seek out like these dad groups where, you know, the, some guys might not even know these exist, right? Because like right. you were saying, you know, you just, yeah, I just, you just, you just suck deal it up, with it yourself, buttercup, you know? right? Yeah. I suppress everything and, you know, like I told you, I, and look guys, I, I'll, I'll admit, I went to therapy. Um, that was another good thing that, you know, you said, hey, open up, get it out there. Yep. So um, I did. And. I learned that, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't even understand that the help's there or that it's okay to seek it out. Cause I'm telling you, like, I'm very much an alpha male and you're, you're just taught to be tough. You know, men gotta be tough. We protect the family, you know, right. we're going to fight the bear at the edge of the cave so it can't get in and, and tear your family up. So, um, one of the things that the therapist cued in, psychiatrist, she she zeroed in on it right away as well. Man, you you suppress everything. Like, you have to let this in. You mm-hmm. have to feel this so that you can process yeah. and heal. Right? Yeah. It's gonna take a lot longer the other way. If you're suppressing this and pretending that you don't feel anything, making yourself not feel anything. For one, you're damaging yourself worse. <laughs> Your next relationship's probably gonna be a disaster because you're a mess. And you, you got all this baggage from yep. shit that happened before that you never even worked your way through. So, yeah, it was. And, you know, it's funny. I, I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a shout out here because there's three or four things that she had told me in a session. And I was like, yeah, that's what my buddy, you know, so and so told me. <laughs> yep, that's what he told me. Yeah. I was like, wow, man, he, he nailed it. Didn't he? So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. How did you deal with the. Maybe, or maybe it wasn't even, I don't remember if it was even a problem for you, but the lack of companionship while you're still trying to seek the right person and not just settling. So you do have that, that companionship right now. Yeah. Um, well for me, (laughs) um, I guess like some people probably consider it like a very slime ball thing, um, or whatever, but like, man, I I was on, I was on all the dating apps. Mm -hmm. I was on everything. Like you know, seven, eight conversations at a time, just like talking to whoever would talk to me. You know, I, I, I had standards. I had where I wanted to be. And that's kind of f- how I figured out like 
where like where I stood versus like against the rest of the world, you know, or where like where I was gonna fall in this like you know what what am I a one? Am I a ten? Am I like I don't know how handsome I am. My mom says I'm I'm, I'm cute as hell, <laughs> you know. Um, mom kisses me, you know. <laughs> right. So I just like I started at you know the the very tippy top of what I thought um, I could possibly possibly have, and then just kind of like. You know, you like you slide down, you come back up, and you like work your way around. Uh, it was it was definitely like a lot of conversation, a lot of like again, like just relearning um, what I what I liked, what I didn't like. <clears throat> so, okay, and I'm probably not answering this right, so forgive me. But like, what I see with him right now is like, like the lack of companionship. It's a real struggle right now. Oh, like someone yeah. to hold hands with, someone yeah. to yep. sit on the couch with and watch a movie. Yep. Yeah. Intimacy, so, losing that was Right. So how do you avoid the pitfall of just settling right now for to get that right. versus no I'm gonna do it right and I'm gonna, I, I know there's not one answer to this. I'm I'm just I'm just curious, like, how did you avoid that pitfall of just settling, just to have someone to hold hands with versus no, I'm going to wait until yeah. I get to the area I want to be. Yeah. And so, so like a big, a big thing for me was, as you know, like I set, I set a ground rule for myself with my kids. Like I wasn't going to meet, let my kids meet anyone that I wasn't entirely sure about. And we see a lot of times with guys like running into this pitfall, right? Where like date one, like, oh, me, 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 me and her and the kids went bowling. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, what are you thinking? Like, why right. would you? Why don't you jump into this relationship so quick and so hard because like this this affects your children. Yeah. Um, my wife now, I I don't know how many how many girls I talked to or dated or went on dates with. It was uh, a few, uh, we'll say. Yeah, I'm gonna be respectful because your wife might listen yeah. to this. Um, but like you know, went on you know a couple of dates and then talked to a, a million billion girls, but you still have to like remember like you have to be respectful to yourself and you have to be respectful to your children. Exactly. And that's kind of where I, that, that's what was helping me through this because like, like he said, the companionship is what, man, that loneliness was just cancer in me. It was just kind of eating me away. Like, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching a movie and I'm nerding out and you know, I catch this little Easter egg in there and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I turn and there's no one there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh God, this sucks. But I set the bar high. I yep. I learned that in that conversation with you, and I said, you know, I'm I'm not gonna rush into anything, and I'm gonna let my heart kind of guide me through this, even though I feel that loneliness. And I think everyone that goes through a breakup, it, it's rebounding, is what you're describing. Mm -hmm. when, yeah, oh, yeah. When you just jump in with you know settle or whatnot, it's because you you feel that. I, I'm not even so much talking rebound. I'm talking like. Three or four girls in, right? right? You've been at this for four months. Just one girl a month, and you're like, "Holy shit! I'm just gonna have to like, I, I maybe that's like too unachievable a goal, you know? Like, right. I'm just not gonna get to that level. So I guess I'll just. I think kinda... for me, I just got stubborn about it, and yeah. I said, "You know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna go backwards. I'm not trading down. I'm not making a lateral movement. Like, I'm just gonna wait, and I'll know it, you know. And and that was." kind of where I set the, the benchmark for me is when, when I have that person and everything in me is screaming, go, go like, you know what? I'm going to chase her right off a fucking cliff if I have to. Yeah. 
um, then then I'm going to go for it, you know. And until then, I'm being stubborn because I, I you know, I, I've I've had lots of opportunities to date. Uh, the rule I made for myself was I'm not going to date. I'm going to make a lot of friends, and you know, sooner or later, someone's going to click with my, you know, our rhythms are going to be in sync so well that you know I'm I'm going to chase her off a cliff. So I made a lot of friends and I talked to a lot of people. Um, which has been wonderful because I've met some just beautiful people and they're great to talk to. And we, we talk all the time about our kids and, and things like that. And, and that helped me through a lot too. That, that did kind of take up some of that companionship, you yeah. know, because I told you the, the worst feeling ever was right afterwards. And I drove somewhere and I picked up my phone to text to say, Hey honey, I made it safe, you know? Yeah. And I thought, Oh my God. I don't have anyone to text. Like, no one knows where I'm at right now. You know, God, I could have been in a car wreck and it would take a day for, you know, it, my ex-wife probably would have found out before anyone else, you know, like, <laughs> wow, what a terrible, lonely feeling that was. Um, where now, you know, I have friends and, and, you know, I, I'll throw some text messages out like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to get busy for a little while. I'm, I'm going to the studio. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that helped, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I set the bar really, really high. You know? Yeah, I I pulled my mom into the loop, pretty pretty deep. Uh, I feel bad for her as far as I pulled her in because like I would I would talk to her every day. If I didn't talk to her, I'd talk to my dad. Um, but like as far as like the the companionship, you know, especially like out here dating, like at any given point you can you can have a handhold or you can get that you know goodnight kiss or whatever. You can tell somebody you love them. You can do whatever, right? But like, what's it matter if it's not like with somebody who you truly are like happy? Yeah. And settling down with. That's when you know? it matters. Yeah. Besides anything less than that, it's hollow. Yeah. So it's it doesn't. Point. It doesn't. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I, it, and I think that's a good one. People have to hear. Yeah. You know, is you know, just just be patient. It's okay to take your time. You know. I saw a lot of growth when I the first growth and maturity I thought I really saw in you is when you're like. When you said, I'm not going to introduce my kids, I was like, holy shit, like that's, that's, I think that's an important yeah. message for people out there too. Sure and is. I remember even your wife now wouldn't even let you meet her kids. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. wow, like that. <clears throat> kids get attached I, well, really fast well, and really easy. And it's confusing for them. And it's very confusing. Right. And I think that was more to the point, right? Like. She don't know you and you don't know her, but we've seen pictures of people we know, right? Yeah. And like in the first week, like this other woman's holding their kid and you're like, yeah. what, are, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, right. Even if they're not real old, it it's still got to be confusing. Well, I, I can tell you from firsthand experience with mine, you know, she was part of his life from the moment, moment he opened his eyes. So uh, very much a stepmom in, in every aspect, except, you know, legally we weren't technically married but um when she left like I, I told you it was terrible he was wandering all over the house looking for her he just he was upset like he, he loved her with all of his heart he, he loved her as much as he loved me and he didn't know why she was gone and it just it wrecked him and I thought man I'm, I'm not ever doing that to my son again like yeah, you're okay. We go on a date. You're pretty. I like you. You're still not meeting my kid. Yeah, it's just no. And, I, I need to protect him from that shit. And I think the guys and the ladies out there listening to that, 
need to understand that, that right. like, it, you know, you may see a different person every month and to be right. introducing your kids to new, per, like, I don't know what effect that has psychologically I, in the future, I but I, I think one. the way you guys did it was very responsible. Yeah. Like until we're pretty sure about this thing, we keep the kids out of yeah, this. If I feel like this really has the potential to take off and go somewhere, you know, and then slowly kind of start to do those things. Sure. You know, because, you know, they may have kids too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the park. Let's let the kids kind of, you know, meet each other. And even at that point to a kid, we're just, we're some friends hanging out at the park. Yep. Right. And it's not like I'm going to make out on the mm -hmm. bench while you're playing on the monkey bars, you know, um, and then, and then just let it kind of go naturally, you know, that's, and not, I think that's the problem. A lot of men, they force it right away. Like they feel that loss. Like I did, like you did. And that, what it is, it's a hole in your life. You just it's just something it. missing, right? So you just want to start filling it with shit. Mm -hmm. Like, there was an, another time I went through this, and, and I, I feel, I'll admit, shamefully, man, I filled it with internet porn and, you know, mm -hmm. Snapper Chat and Instaho, man. Like, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. I spent a lot of money. Like, oh, it was terrible. I, I really went in a dark place there. And, yeah. <clears throat> For for people listening, I just want like anybody in these situations. I just I just wanted to I want them to understand that the the reward for doing it right the second or third time or how many ever times yeah. they're on now will be greater for the rest of their life Absolutely. instead of just going back to the same shit they've always done just because that's what's normal. That's what I know. That's what's Absolutely. comfortable. You stepped way out of your comfort zone in yeah. all areas of your life, you know, yeah. and d later in life, d throughout the rest of your life and later in life, you know, you're going to thank yourself because you're more resilient now. You've, you've had these experiences. You rebuild yourself. You set higher standards for yourself, you know, it, not only enriched <sighs> himself for sure. Sometimes as much. <clears throat> As much as you look at it, I think, in the moment and go, how could this happen? This is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. I I think these are opportunities for people to really Improve figure out it. what's wrong with them, yep. Yep. right? Improve there's something it. there's something wrong in your life that led to this. And I'm not saying every time. I mean, people, people that you trusted in can do some really bad things behind your back and you don't have any right. control over that right right no matter how good of a person you were these things happen but a lot of times it's because you weren't doing something in your life right. that led to yeah. this also yeah. right so you can't push all the blame in every instance and that's why i'm trying not to generalize here and say it's always one way or the other well and i think that was an important step for me was like looking at it and being like damn dude like i play video games all the time you know like i can't tell you how many times my ex-wife went to bed and i was like yeah i'll be up in like 10 minutes you know at 10 o'clock and I'm rolling into bed at 2.30 in the morning because I was like just you know kicking it with the boys just talking right. shit you know like and it's it's just not something you do it's it, so it's like it's one of those things I was honest with my wife about it now like it was a problem you know so now if I have free time and I <clears throat> I turn on the PS4 she'll like walk past the, the room and be like oh shit you know I can just see it on her face like crap mm -hmm. here we go mm -hmm. uh, so I like try to moderate or, or even like you know phones and things like that but i think you realize recognize it more now yeah, right? yeah. i mean obviously you recognize it right away like okay if i'm gonna do this yeah i truly have to set a time limit 
or make sure that there's nothing she needs done in the yeah. next hour that I can just kind of unplug here and just kind of do this for a little bit. And then I got to get off and go do my responsibilities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a, a huge thing, you know, is realizing where you were at and who you were and then, and then turning around and like, you know, doing something different. About it. I'm like, like you just said, and like I said earlier, like, completely different place in my life yeah everything every facet of my life has improved um that being said like i i missed a therapy appointment this week so i've got another one next week and i, I go every week i go yeah. once a week for an hour me too and dude i've got i've got shit i had no idea about my wife can sit there and tell me like <laughs> right. hey you got this problem you need to work on this but like yeah. even even with her like she's great at that kind of stuff and it just doesn't doesn't hit the same as like me answering my questions on my own right you know? Absolutely. It's pretty important, I think, for even if you think like you're just like a normal dude or whatever, a normal normal chick or whatever, man, dude, the therapy is amazing. Yeah, it really helps. You know, I, I learned a lot about me. You know, I, we've had some conversations mm -hmm. where I'm like, well, you know, in therapy, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, man, I had some shit broken in me for a long time that I really I didn't know and I didn't understand it and I sure as hell didn't know how to fix it. Um, it's a process. And I, I think one of the things I learned was if I was going to set the bar high for a mate, I had to set the bar high for myself. Right. So it, I, I can't be a hypocrite and go, Hey, I'm not going to make a lateral move here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for a 10, but I'm going to be a five. Yeah. I'm going to bring a five to the table. Right. Yep. If I want a 10, I'm going to be a 10. Like, mm -hmm. so that self-improvement, like, you know, it, and I, I kind of made a deal in my head that if I walked away from this and I was better for it in the end, then it didn't beat me. No, yep. you know, it didn't defeat me. I won. So that I, I was really important to me to be a better person. And know? that's an important point too, right? Like if you're looking at leveling up, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. You have to make yourself a person that that next person yeah. is going to desire to be with. Right? I want to be her 10. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. Right. You can't, you know, you, you can't be a piece of shit and expect to marry this no. beautiful, wholehearted, you know, wonderful person and I'm that still smiles the same every day. person right. I was doing the same because I made, look, I, I don't assign any blame in that last breakup. I, I told you that. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame her, you know, I forgive her. It's, it was just a bad situation all the way around. Like, like you said, you know, I, I did, uh, I did my share of mistakes in there too. And I'm I'm gonna be a better person for it, and and I went on a mission to be, you know, a better dad, a better brother, a better friend, you know, and a better partner, husband. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, maybe someday, you know, I get married again, and you know, I'm gonna be a, a lot better husband than I was. Yeah. Hmm. Remember that horse story? Yeah. That <clears throat> that really resonated when I heard it, and then when I told you it, I know. Like it had a profound effect on how your outlook on life, you know, just like we always assume when something bad happens, it's a super negative and we're never going to be able to recover from it. Or, you know, why would this happen to me when, you know, but <clears throat> if you can find growth in a bad situation, uh, I don't know if people have heard that. I'm sure people out there have heard this story and I'm, gonna gloss over it. I'm sure I don't have it exactly right, so don't, you know, if you feel the need, critique me in the comments down below. But 
pretty much this guy wakes up in the morning, goes outside, and his horse is dead in the corral. And his neighbor and friend come over and are like, oh, God, that's so terrible. Your horse is dead, you know. Now you can't plow your field and do your task. And the farmer's like, maybe. And, you know, they wandered off, you know, and buried the horse. And a couple of days later, two horses show up on this guy's property, wild horses. And the neighbors and friends are like, oh, my God, it's so wonderful. Like, horse died last week and two show up today. Yeah. And the farmer's like, maybe. And they're like. All right, you know. <clears throat> a week later, the son of the farmer is out there trying to break these wild horses. And one of the horses breaks the son's leg. Neighbors and family come over and they're like, oh, it's so terrible. Your son's leg's broke. Now I can't help you with the chores around the farm. It's more work on you. The horses still aren't broken. The farmer's like, maybe. And they're like, what is wrong with this guy? You know, like, <laughs> his horse dies. Maybe two horses show up. Yeah. It's wonderful. Maybe his son's legs broke. Maybe. Maybe a week later, the army shows up to take his son off to war, but he can't go because his legs broke. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. You right. know? Like, yeah. I hope people understand the meaning of that story. Good always comes out of something bad. Find In the, the end, find it the good. always yeah. does. And you know, I, everything that I've been through in my entire life. And that was one of the mistakes I made in that relationship was, you know, I, I had been through some ups and downs. I've, I've been from, you know, a 400 credit score to a 750, 800 uh, back and forth. You know, I knew like, yeah, this current situation's kind of rough and there's some stress, but you know, whatever, we'll, we'll come out of this. And what I didn't, I, I didn't slow myself down and think about it was, you know, she actually hadn't really ever been through nothing like that. And how terrified she must have been, you know, and I think I could have done a lot better job of saying, look, this is all right. This is where we're at. But, you know, this is the process of how I've done this before. And see, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I left it pretty dark, you know, and I, I kind of failed there. So, uh, yeah, you know, you got to stop as bad as it feels. And, and it does. It's it's terrible. I, I, I couldn't breathe at first. Uh but I also know in my heart that good always comes out of it. And mm -hmm. a year later, I've always looked back and go, I was glad that happened because look at this, look at the direction my life took because of it. Mm -hmm. um, I always viewed it like a pinball machine, you know, life, like you just pull it back and or you hit that steel mm -hmm. ball and it just bounces, it's ricocheting off in there. And that's kind of how our life is, you know, with an event here and it leads you there and, it just takes you down the path you're supposed to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Or it'll help you go down a new path, too. Right. You know, like, right. Yeah, like maybe, again, like your situation, like I remember whew, there was, you know, there was a long time there where, you know, you were trying everything you could yeah. just to hold on, you know, with both yep. hands, just everything you could do, everything you could do for her. You know, I mean, you were going way above and beyond what, any person I would have thought would have done to try to save their marriage, you know, cause you thought that was the only way, right? Like yeah, there, yeah. You couldn't see anything beyond that. If that ended, your whole life was ending. right? Well, and, and something that's really, like really weird. And I've explained it to a couple other people is like, you know, I was cheated. Like, I was, I was cheated on. It felt terrible. But then like every day I saw this person like get like, you know, uglier, right? Like this person that I married there or whatever that I thought was like gorgeous or whatever just got like uglier as a person every single day and to the point where I'm like cheated 
then I'm like, God damn, like, what the hell does that make me? Right. Know, like, I must be like a really ugly son of a bitch if they're just willing to like leave me. Right. So I'm not. I can't even uphold that standard. You Kick know? you right in the self esteem. Yeah. It just you know, knocks right. you down to zero. But it really had less to do with you and more to do with them, right? Yeah, it's exactly what it was too. Um, and it took a while to really understand that. And so like now I can sit back and I can watch like from the outside in. I can I can watch that like other household over there and just be like, God, like you know, I, I, t I tell my kids all the time like, but she's gonna get there. Yeah. You know, it's it's not gonna be today. It's, it's gonna happen at some point. Like this person will be awesome for you, but you know, you gotta. I got to work on it, and unfortunately, kids can see that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Especially like where mine are at is they're they're old enough to start recognizing, so not have to like be honest with them, but also like kind of sugarcoat it a little bit. Like, sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because they're still not at that. They're probably still not at that age. Well, obviously they're not that they can understand you know, the big picture of what exactly is going on in there, right? Yeah. Like you, you really have to be probably in your late 20s early 30s to really have your hands yeah all the way around that situation right yeah and i you know i remember having having a chat with my kids one time being like you guys like we're all on the same team here mm -hmm. like we gotta work together like dad is is does i have no idea what i'm doing um you know like it was a big kick in the pants for me at that age like at you know, 27 28 29 whatever when i realized that not all adults know what's going on you know right. like i'm learning every day yeah, and Absolutely. so I like I kind of shared that with my kids a little bit. Like guys, like I know you're looking at me, like I have all the answers, but like, I don't, you know. So we gotta all work together to get through this, and we come out the other end. And, like it'll probably be okay, you know. Right. Hmm. Yeah, the inner man's complicated, huh? Relation. I mean, just relationships are. They remind me of a disco ball, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, just every direction, right? Mm -hmm. Every possibility. It. I just I feel bad for people. When I see them in that situation, like they're doing, they're you know scratching and clawing to try to hold this thing. And I think everybody should at least try, you right? Try. Sure, you should try. You know. But at some because point, you can fix things. You can yeah. repair things, yeah. right. sure. but you can't right. fix them on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It yeah. takes right. It takes both sides and she was not willing no at, in, the, in the slightest no yeah no and that that was the tough part about that was you know you could see she she had no desire at all to try to mend it make it better same yeah. thing i went through right Where's i was going? willing to do anything I, I took the blame for everything i did wrong and everything she did wrong oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. yeah. i was like I, I, everything's my fault it's okay i'll fix it like whatever it takes uh yeah that that was not healthy you know like i i needed to step back and go okay look this is where these were the mistakes i made mm -hmm. um and those were the mistakes she made and you know this is the way it worked out and now i'm moving forward and you know i i had to learn to embrace that blank sheet of paper you know i have some issues with some ocd and like you know I, I need a plan i need a path i need that vision i need to know the direction i'm traveling in and you know all of a sudden i, I flip the page and it's blank man it was terrifying oh, yeah. like what the hell do i write in this yeah now i embrace it like it's exciting it's an adventure you know what 
I don't know what I'm going to write in that page tomorrow, but I'm going to write something. Yeah. And you know, uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out as I go, and that's kind of fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I learned to embrace that because that was terrifying. That was pretty scary. And then you know, trying to date nowadays, holy mm. shit! You know, like you said, the dating sites. Yeah. No, oh yeah. <laughs> It's a a minefield. Yeah. Um, Where's your bathroom at? Uh, What happened to... Mm. Oofta. Yep, oofta. Yep. Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah, go ahead. We'll sit here and tell us. Yeah, yeah, we find enough. Oh, yeah, yep. Right on the uh, first door on the left. Tell right. stupid yeah. dad jokes that oh, way, you know. Right. <laughs> the pause button's gone. Is it really? Yeah, oh, it's gone. Oh, well, That's why I was looking for it. Man. I did the update, and it's gone. We're dev- now you guys can see just how raw <laughs> this is. Like, this I, is I, I was caught off guard. Gets. I'm like, uh-oh. Like, like right in the middle of the video, uh, I got to piss. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, we're going to figure I, I'm dumbfounded right yeah. now. I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you looking for it. Uh, uh, uh-oh. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. Oh, well. Right. Any, yeah, anyways. It's going to get warm this weekend, huh? Yeah. You know, I was kicking it back and forth whether I hunt today or not. I mean, That's yeah, I said. it's I'm, just warm, but. I'm not even going to worry about wrecking yeah. the spot. And the wind's out of the south, too, yeah, it's which a bad is wind blowing it right up to where I'm just like. Nope. That was kind of the, the deal breaker for me. Like, I, I thought, well, you know, even if I'm just setting up in the stand for a while, it'll be nice. And then I seen that wind direction and I said, no, that south wind is going to kill me out there. All I'm going to do is educate deer, mm-hmm. you know, to, to me being there. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll just skip it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's other things I need to work on, anyways. Yeah, I, I, I just thought next weekend's going to be good. Friday's like yeah. upper 50s. And yeah. that cool down, that close to the weekend lines up perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, Saturday, you can get right out there. And, and yeah. Halloween weekend, the, yeah. you know, the time the of year, the temperature, season, everything yeah, just lined up perfect. And I got a couple of nice deer coming in there, so I really don't want to just, you know, get that area. I know. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which I don't care. I just, I'm putting meat in the freezer. I'm right. just going to shoot a dough. Sure. That's all I care about. Yeah. Just get some meat, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I... So, yeah, I think I'm going to save it, too, until it cools off some. And I get a good wind direction, because right now, if I, could, if I win, I just, I just educate the deer that I'm there. I yeah, not to, that, so. yeah, like I said, I'm just going to burn my area, especially with that wind being yeah. that warm. It's so hard to cover it. Yeah, I mean, good luck in that, yeah. you know, you're not covering that. Because unfortunately, all my deer come from the north. So no <laughs> matter what stand I use, yeah, you, can't you know, like, from it. like, okay, I could probably hunt. The one a little further west, right? You know, hoping they come from from a specific yeah. spot exactly to the north, but a lot of times they'll cross from the west and kind of and then come down yeah. from the north. So they're gonna get me before they even got to the spot. So that was um, my last property was great because I had it was big, it was roomy, and I had a lot. You know what? Thirteen different stand locations, just shotgunned all over out there, so I could hunt any wind direction. You yeah. know. Um, some of the stands were better than others, so even, you know, if the wind was shitty and I went to this stand, I might not see any deer anyways, because that location might not be as good, but at least I could, you know, I could play the wind real well. Now, you know, 
No, I'm I'm kind of stuck. So the south wind just kills me. No good. <laughs> good. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, nothing's worse than sitting here for two and a half hours, and you know, from the chest up, you you're all like, yeah, you know, under the desk, you got your legs crossed. Oh God, don't make me laugh. Over. I had to pull over. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, guys. The software didn't update, and the pause button's gone. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, no, we just click pause real quick. I don't know what happened. That's why it caught me off guard. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, oh, I don't want to stop it because then it'll start it, and then. Yeah, that'll be it. Uh, yeah. You'll have to try to have start to splice, another one and splice, splice them together. Them together. Yeah, screw you it. know, doable, but a lot of yeah, work. I'm, yeah, we like doing it in one shot. Yeah, <laughs> we every video has yeah. always been one take, man. We go through it. We do a mic check real quick, and then you know, mm-hmm. we roll. Like like we said, we don't even know where the conversation's gonna go. It just it's an organic, natural progression, like. Man, we've had some great conversations, and we'll be on politics for one minute, and then you know we're debating <laughs> the existence of Bigfoot. Yeah, and, yeah. you know what you're Damn. you're busting my nuts about Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. man. Come yeah. on, oh, man. oh that ranch. There's some weird shit that goes on there. What? Undeniable. And I don't I know. Maybe it's some more that's in the ground, like it's, you know. It's always first-hand accounts of. I, I think they've had quite a few scientists out there now, different scientists out there now, you know, just, I, I think there's enough evidence that you could reasonably say there is something weird about that place. Now, I know the Native Americans, you know, the skinwalkers, like, you know, the spirit that's there, um, other people thought it was extraterrestrials, like the, the cattle mutilation that goes on in that area is really just crazy and uh i i don't know i don't know what it is i i wasn't even throwing out my own theory about it yet like i've, I've watched a few documentaries on it maybe it's just some weird ore that happens to be in the ground mm-hmm. there you know what i mean like some weird mineral or something <laughs> I, I don't know some people think it's a portal to hell some people think it's a portal to another dimension i, I don't know i just think it's a weird place man a lot of weird shit seems to happen there so hmm. You know, maybe it's Bigfoot. See? It's <laughs> all tied together. <laughs> <laughs> right? Finally. You know, because there's a, that's why a lot of people now think Bigfoot's a supernatural creature. Mm. That's why uh, before Bigfoot sighting, it's real common to, to feel nauseous and, you know, um, disoriented, dizzy feeling. Then you get the stink. And then you see the big guy. You better have ten percent for him. <laughs> yeah. I and there's our segue into yeah, politics. I that <laughs> so I sent you a video. Friend sent me a video. I sent it to you. Did you share it with him? Did he have a chance to see it? The Which, uh, the the McDonald's, a kid in the McDonald's parking lot with a police officer. The video didn't pop up for me. I, oh, it didn't I pop got a up? story. Really? Yeah, yeah it I read was a the story, story in the video. Yeah. Yeah, all I did was read the oh, story. Yeah, it's, it's all. I, I, I even went back and went It's in, all on like, his body cam. It's crazy. When did, where did this happen at? You remember? Texas, I believe oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I believe it was in Texas. Did they say why? Uh, from what I understand, the cop said, and, and he, he says it right on his body cam when he, he's calling in so you can hear it in the audio that, uh, this is a car that 
ran from him last week and he found it they were in a mcdonald's parking lot and he walked up to the car and he opens the driver's door and tells the kid to get out and it's a 17 year old kid and you can see when he first opens the door the kid's shocked and the cop the officer says get out right now and the kid says why and as soon as he said why he put the car in reverse and took off well, he hit the cop with the door, and the cop just opens fire. And now the kid's in a coma, and it's just a mess. Like I, I think they arrested the officer. I saw that yeah. in the story, something about yeah. that. He'd been fired. And so it's, yeah. Something. I mean, it's just a sad story. Like, I feel bad for the family. I, I couldn't imagine my 17-year-old. I couldn't imagine my kid being shot. If he was 45, like, it doesn't mm. matter, but, man, it's 17 years old. You're a baby, you know? And, uh, but there is a lesson in there, too, about, you know, God, just do what the goddamn cops say in a point, right? Like, I'm not about getting in the, the bread line and, you know, or the, you know, yeah. the, the thing, like, yeah. right? So, there. <laughs> I'm conflicted. I admit, I'm conflicted. Yeah. I'm torn right in half because part of me says, you know, the the authoritative, right, just way that they've changed the militarization right. of them, and like, fuck you, you know, right. you're not gonna make me do shit, right. But the that other part like... of me says, you know what, put your hands on the steering wheel, do what the officer says, figure it out later. You know what I mean? If if he if he's breaking some rules, get a fucking lawyer and sue yeah. him. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's better than getting shot. Right. I mean, how if you fight the police, you're there's a good probability you're gonna get shot. Right. So you know, I don't, man, I don't know. Oh, it's it's a terrible story, and it really because that's me. what I'm saying. The, you say you say you don't fight him, you're gonna get shot, but then where's where do you draw the line? Right. Right. When right. When, when is it okay to fight? Right. Back? Because you know they some people you know the thing uh cops show up at your house you know <laughs> with the doctor and says uh let's hope it don't come to that yeah, let's hope not but i mean it, it could right you you could clearly see a path that 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 could happen. but more to the point it would have been nice in the george floyd case if someone would have went up and pushed that cop off him right yeah i mean there was only 75 bystanders right like, you know but again, everybody's yeah. afraid of. But everyone's afraid shot, of right? the police and, right. and getting shot. So, so like, where where do you draw right. it? And I think maybe if it's just simple, basic. Look, the cop pulls you over. He has the right to ask for your license or demand your license and registration. Right? We know that. So if he walks up to the window, I roll the window down. He says, "Hey, I need your license, registration, proof of insurance." And I say, "Fuck you! I'm not going to get out and fight that cop over that." Mm -hmm. It's just not worth right. getting shot over. Right. I'll give right. him the license and shit, you know? Right. So I guess... And so those probably are the differences. Probably the difference there when, when you see a cop, like, you know, murdering somebody mm -hmm. on the side of the road, maybe then it would be worth the risk of getting shot to, to try mm -hmm. to save someone. Or, mm -hmm. or like I said, if they show up at the door to, you know, right. force you to do something you don't want to do medically, mm -hmm. then... You know, well, you might get punched in the face by me. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's hard because, you know, there has to be some law. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, how conflicted I am with this because I'm so libertarian of just, you know, we have so many laws. Mm -hmm. They're stupid. 
You know, like every, there is no, I, I love it when someone says, I'm a law-abiding citizen. And I'm like, the fuck you are. <laughs> no one can be now. There's so many laws that you, there's no way you can't go a whole week without breaking a law. So we're all criminals. That's not right. You know, every member of society should not be a criminal. And if they are, then you got way too many fucking laws right. and unnecessary laws. But you do have to have some. Right. There has to be some structure to society, right? Like we we had debated abortion and where where do you draw the line once a kid's nine months old and then the health of the mother oh I feel mental I'm gonna you know strangle this kid or you know my neighbor's like making me feel depressed so I'm gonna shoot him like there has to be law mm-hmm. but man I I don't know where do you draw the line of where it's acceptable law and when it's not that's good you brought that up because his wife and I got into it again the other night about abortion yeah. Yeah, and I was like... It's complicated, man, isn't it? Right, because... It's an it, emotionally charged conversation. Right, because again, she was like, it's something about... Um, the, the whole, I, I don't even... I couldn't even tell you what started, but the point was, I was like, you know, I'm not having any more kids. Right. I'm not having any more kids. And she was like, well, I guess we're getting a divorce. And I'm like... Well, like, I'm still responsible for that kid, so now I have no say. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, so am I not supposed to dump it in you anymore because right. I'm not okay with having another kid, but you say if it did happen, you're still going to have that kid? Right. You know, yeah, it got, well, you know, we had this whole back and like, you, you know, you pick, right? But you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, now I have no say. Right. And men don't. Not, really. I mean, barely, which I think is kind of unfair, too, right? Because you always hear the debate about the mother, the mother, the mother. But, I mean, and and I get it. Oh, God, I can can just hear the the estrogen out there getting pissed at us about even having this conversation. But, But shouldn't the father have some say? I mean, like... Why? What if you wanted it and she did? Right. 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 Well, then have it and give it to you. Right. If if you're willing to take responsibility of it, but then you know what I mean. But then you're the forcing other, them to and, go through nine months like, of yeah. I'll, what do you think? I am neither for or or against it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those deals for me where I just, I just I don't care. I yeah. guess. Um, you know I. We're in this beautiful time right now where we're seeing the, seeing all these uh, commercials, right? Oh, yeah. For, for the governors. Of, Campaign like, commercials. She stands against it or he's right. completely for it or whatever. I'm like, why don't we just leave it up to them? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. now, of course, like, I think that it's it's something that's going to get abused, you know? Sure. At some point, you'll get this, like, whatever type of person out there just getting pregnant, like, they're on their 12th one or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like where do we draw the line you know where, where do we draw the line for yeah victims you know or, or whatever else or, or yeah this husband and wife that just they're on their, their this is gonna be their fifth kid and they, they just can't right or this is their first kid and they just they just can't do it right now and it was mm-hmm. like there's just a, a poor choice on their, their behalf because they still grieve that you right. know there's, there's a lot of women out there that still are, it's, it kills them inside because that's something a, a choice that they made yeah so, I, don't know, I like that. I think uh, I was a little bit 
strong when we debated that last time because I said, oh, come on, there's 30 different ways to prevent it nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? They even got morning after pills. So if you truly don't want a kid, like, there's ways to avoid it without having to abort it. But shit does happen. I, I understand that, too. And and I make my own mistakes in life, so I can't, you know, be a hypocrite about someone else having that oops. Um, I, I think my stance really is, like, I don't think it should be legal. Like, I'm not for the government nosing around in your medical life. But I think socially it should be kind of just not you know what i mean because there's like a lot of social pressure for smoking is legal but yet you know you get enough dirty looks when yeah. you're walking across the parking lot smoking your cigarette going into the store and you throw your butt down and you catch those sideways glances well all of a sudden it starts to put that kind of social pressure on you to you know maybe you won't smoke as much or around people or yeah. you know guy could you imagine smoking in your vehicle with your kid and being at a red light oh, and having man. all the people around you looking at you like your demonic hmm. worst father ever. You know, my parents, hell, they smoke both of them at the oh, same yeah. time with the windows up, clam baking the shit out of us with <laughs> you know, cigarettes. So uh, I think putting some social pressure, and, and I think you do that by by um, educating people what, what the abortion really is. You know, I yeah. mean, don't lie about the shit anymore and mm -hmm. tell the truth. This is what it is. This is what happens. This is what the fetus probably feels. And then if you find yourself in a situation where you need to use that, fine. But but like you said, you know, your 13th abortion, like, you know, you're using this as contraceptive or or the empowerment of your your gender. Like, that's just yeah. fucked up. Man. And I don't want anybody to be mistaken. Like, yeah. I have no idea how many times this is performed over, you know, Right over a lifetime of of someone that, that chooses that, you know, I would I would hope that maybe one is enough to, yeah, really get you going in the right direction. It's just so hard. It's so complicated. Some I just don't like things. the government having any say in right. any right. medical procedure. Right. Yeah. Which I seen. It's funny you brought up campaign ads because I seen one this morning that you, was all about that yeah. and how Did you the see government the, doesn't have the right to to medically well, force you into things. And I'm thinking what. Uh, weren't I, I, you on the other side of this argument that's, for for, a, that's for something else? Exactly. I yelled yeah. the other day. Yeah, the lady. I think she actually said, "Um, I don't think the government should get between me and my yeah. patients' medical decisions." And I'm like, Ooh, "The wow. fuck? Whoa! Yeah. Oh, yeah. all of a sudden now, right? All of a yep. sudden now, now it matters. My body, my choice. Right? Where in the hell was that two years ago? Right. Yeah." You know, I seen speaking since that got brought up. I I heard that the CDC they voted eight out of eight to to make it uh, okay for infants on up, and they're gonna add it to the basic immunization. Hmm. Really? Oh yeah, and you know, mine's just two, so I'm like, man, I, wow, this too. is not why, why? <laughs> you know, I just I don't. What is the end game with this when, when you have a drug that does not really work well and it doesn't perform anything like what it was told to us that it did? God, I got to be so careful mm -hmm. here so we don't get nuked. Mm -hmm. uh, then why is it so goddamn important that every human being on the planet has it if it doesn't work anyways? And yeah. it, it just to me, it comes back to the same conclusion every time. Money. Who's making all the money on this? You know, it, who who owns stock in these pharmaceutical companies and big pharma? 
You know, who who owns how much stock does Nancy Pelosi's husband have in Pfizer? Pfizer? Mm-hmm. I want to know. Because then all of a sudden it starts to make sense of why everybody has to have this, you know. Especially when, you know, Goofy Biden's on TV going, you know, the, the thing, the thing, it's, it's, it's over, you know. Come on, man. Something's wrong with this. You know, we need to ask questions. And, and since when is it you get thrown in prison for asking questions? You know, we're Americans. We're supposed to ask questions. I was surprised a YouTuber we both listened to, Yeah, I listened to their podcast, they sounded a little authoritarian the other day when they were talking about how no-fault divorces should be, yes. should not be a thing, and I'm That's like... That's funny, that that bugged me too. I'm like, it's a little authoritarian to say, right. like, I get it, like, as a society, it may not look good. Right. Because it might give people a way out but I was, i'm like so you're saying the government should be able to tell you no yeah. you can't who in the hell is the government for one this but, wasn't it's, it was never meant to be a a legal okay it was a religious union. that was my point was a religious union that, that right? was that was yeah. more to my point like this should be between me my partner and, and whatever my faith priest i and, yeah and part but, of, you know, you're you're talking about a government that forced the states to stay together when secession was, they had the right to secede. Yeah. You join the union freely, you're freely to leave. Oh, wait a minute, you're leaving? No, we we given too much blood and treasure for you, so you owe us, you have to be, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there was a shitty war fought here for the same thing, so I guess it doesn't surprise me that the government would be that way, you know? Um, it surprised me his attitude about it, though, yeah. because usually he's on the other end of that spectrum yeah. of, you know, yeah, keep the government out of your, your bedroom, yeah. out of your life, out of, you know, out of your home like that. Like, it's just, yeah, that's a, a spiritual union that you enter into with someone that I, I guess it used to be. Now it's more just legal. And that was that was one of the videos we were kicking back and forth was, you know divorce rates being so high and people in multiple marriages and you yeah. know like just you almost now you hear the younger people it's like yeah mom i i think i'm gonna jump into my first marriage like they automatically already know in their head they're gonna be married for a while divorced and then married to someone else later on mm-hmm. you know it's just it's changed yeah in our lifetime i, just, I had a co-worker last night that was like no i think she was like 19 or 20 who was talking about like she can't wait is she so. cute <laughs> kidding, uh, kidding. <laughs> I wish I could describe, um, but I won't. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about like you know being excited for her, her boyfriend to pop the question or whatever. Like, you're 20 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what do you what do you know? Like have you finished college? Have you? Oh man. Have you have you got a raise at your job ever? Like right. what's going on? Um, have you ever worked a different job or done something different with your life or been out of your county, let alone? Yeah. Like, you really sure town? that this yeah. is the best move for you? Right. And I'm. I'm all in on marriage. Like, right. I, I believe that's how it's supposed to be. Yes. You know? The nuclear family. But, like, God dang, I just, I, I, I hate to see these young kids not, like, really grasp, like, the importance of, of knowing themselves, you know, right. just clinging on to the first person in high school that would. Yep. Would and that's a problem right you, there. You nailed it because you don't really know yourself well yet. You yeah. know, I don't, I, I remember at 20, I thought I knew everything, right? 
You never no. been through anything hard yet. Though. Yeah. You know, right. you, what, the hardest thing you had done is prepared for maybe a test or something like that, or been yeah. to a football practice. And that's kind of where I felt with mine was like, I never done anything hard. I never had to like pull my credit out of the, the gutter. Yeah. Or never like, had your metal tested yet. When yeah. you brought up, I remember one time, because we had this same conversation before, before about, uh, and you had said like, about young people even, you know, getting married too early or committing too early. And it's like, you have no idea how you guys are even going to handle yeah. stressful situations. Yeah. And you yeah. guys are already talking about getting married. You know, have you woke up with a crying baby at two in the morning and see all that stress as yeah. a relationship? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it yeah. and not to mention their brains aren't even fully developed. No. You know, and yeah. they're making these decisions. Well, I yeah. think because, you know, a hundred years ago, man, 16, you were a man, well, right? Yeah. But, People were different then. Right. They they weren't as sheltered. You were forced to grow faster then. I think. Well, we're now. not in such a rush to survive now. Right. Right. It's like our cupboards are full. You know, yeah. we have access to basic needs to sustain life pretty comfortably now. Yeah. So I think an eighteen-year-old nowadays is a lot more immature than what an eighteen-year-old was fifty years ago. Yeah. Even. I think they just changed. Because so. you had to grow up at a different yeah. rate back then, right? right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't uncommon that at 18 you were out of the house. Yeah. Uh, how many of you? Owning ago? your own farm by yeah. then, yeah. you know. So for people to still have those impulses, and it, it, it might be a DNA thing, you know, where it's just woven into us to, you know, start Could spreading be. those seeds. You know, well, yeah. You got I mean, you to lock down one. Seek the, out and impregnate as many females as possible or to at least, ensure your own bloodline. Or at least yeah. lock, at least ensure you know, lock one down, right? Like, yeah. get a ring on it before someone else snatches that one and, yeah. you know, get one. Oh, yeah. I mean, the competitiveness, like, oh, yeah. it's brutal for men. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, and, and that was one of the videos that, that we had kicked back and forth. I think we had sent that one back and forth. It was just uh, watching these guys try to compete for, you know, you got 100 guys on the dating site chasing for one woman, you yeah. know, and I mean, yeah. she could be, picky and and like they said now the, there's women on there that are straight up fives and fours and they're like uh hell no i want this 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 and this like they're tens and they're getting it they're, they're getting it because the competition's yeah. that rough yeah it's, i remember having a conversation with my wife one time like we we it was pretty early on you know we were joking back and forth about like tinder and all these dating apps and she's like you know swiping through the app like every guy has a fishing picture yeah. Like every single dude. Hmm. And then she was like, but I scrolled past years and you had a picture of a butterfly. Yep. Hmm. You need to know why they do the fishing? Because I, I heard someone complain about that a couple days ago. It's funny you brought that up. And I thought, why in the hell is it every guy does put a, you know, on their bio, the big huh. fish? It's primal. It's primal. No it's, sure. I'm going to feed my family. No it, shit. it hit me. It's like, huh. I can provide. Look at, you know. Here's my deer. Here's my fish. Like yeah. I'll, I'll feed you, honey. That's what it yeah. is. Wow, no yeah, shit. it's gotta be. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that would make sense. I'm a provider. And it's 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 crazy because it's something you never think about. Yeah, you know, you're just like, oh, like, this is a badass picture. <laughs> right. Like, well, I got this bass. You know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I never thought of it that level until that person was bitching about it, and I thought about that, and I thought, I wonder why every guy does put those in there because they're not a mine. My my bio was just me taking walks in the woods and just goofy shit. You know? Yeah. Um, and it and it hit me. It's got to be the provider, you know, just that in our DNA. Sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you're competing that much, right, for all 
for the attention of a woman and you know there's 35 other guys like yeah my sister's so, bigger than yours so like you know my my boot so like size fifth, is bigger 15, than yours. years ago were you dragging like a buck by him probably right. yeah yeah giving yeah. him that look you like, know crawling up the mountain with the deer over your shoulders yep. and, oh, <laughs> you know yeah. you had it off to your cave over there right <laughs> You know, I, I got to imagine the, the, oh man, there must have been some brutal battles for the mm. attention of a female back then. Oh yeah. Well, and that's like, uh, another thing we were talking about is like, you know, she could go to sleep one night, wake up the next day with a hundred messages. Yeah. You know, um, where it's like, I wake up in a night, like I have two. Right. You know, and I could have, mm. I could have swiped for three hours. You yeah. Know? You never know. It just seems so much easier for the female than it is for the male. Mm. You know, and I, I'm sure I, it. You were a woman, and they have their own complications. You know, oh, yeah. well, I'm I sure, see on I'm the sure bio out of those hundred messages, though, how many are probables for them? Though, how right. much of it's like hell no, hell no. Yeah, like, well, yeah. and that's, like how many are respectful? It, how many are just it. like just like a yep. nasty picture or whatever? Like, so yeah. we met on a site where you both swipe on each other, and then the female has it. She has a message you first, right? And so she messaged me first, you know, because um, I can't I can't tell you how many times like. I went from being like a like a very respectful man, you know, yeah. on like Tinder or whatever. Like, oh hey, like how's it going? To just being like sending something goofy, you know, like sending a, a picture of a dog and be like, oh hey, like this is my dog. Like, have you met him? Yeah. You know, like ah, icebreaker or whatever. Right. Um, and then like just before I met my wife, it was just like I was just sending just dumb messages, you yeah. know, just to make get, it fun of the yeah, system. Yeah, just, just to get something point. to go, yeah. you know, <laughs> just because you don't care anymore. Yeah. You know? yeah, and it's hard because like. I, I seen when, when I first got on the dating site, like I got dumped a lot in the conversations because I was being respectful and yeah. polite. And I was trying to have like a deep, meaningful conversation with someone and they're like, Man, this guy's boring or something. Like they're they're talking to so many guys at the same time. It's the guy that was flirting, talking shit that got their attention yeah. and interest, even though on all their bios they're like, I just want a really nice guy, someone to talk to, someone that'll have good conversations. And then you try that and you're getting beat out by someone who's talking shit. But I did notice on er almost every one of their bios is like, you know, no, I'm not hooking up. I'm not into one night stands. No, I don't want any D pics. And I'm like, man, are men really that terrible oh, to yeah. girls? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Hey, you wanna you wanna hook up and fuck, baby? Like, mm. I, I yeah. So yeah, you're right. They probably get a hundred messages, but eighty eight of them are probably shit. Yeah, yeah. So. Imagine weeding through that. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, that, like God. I said, they got their own yeah. challenges in it, no doubt. But you know, they do. But yeah, the competition for men, it's it's brutal, man. You you already know in the back of your mind, like, you know, you're probably losing. <laughs> I wonder if it's not. <clears throat> I wonder if it's not so much that it's just a sheer volume of information they have to get through to find you. Cause, right. You know, the majority of it's shit. Oh yeah. yeah. I wonder if for guys like you, the competition isn't so stiff. It's just, it's just trying to yeah, get noticed. You're just lost in the the mud. Yeah. Right. With yeah. everyone else. Yeah. Like you said, you send a picture of a butterfly. That's awesome. Cause you, well, know, I had, you like, stand out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I had a, I had a butterfly land on my chest. So this butterfly, I was driving up to like check out a like a, a camping site when I was a kid, and I smoked this thing in my truck. I watched it fly across the road and I smoked it. Yeah. So like I get to the next gas station, I'm like, I wonder if that butterfly is still there. I walk around the front of the truck and it flies off the front of the truck and lands right on my shirt. Wow. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> that's crazy. Right. Somebody get a picture, you yeah. know? So I got a selfie of it, and uh, that was that was the one. I just went with something different, you know. Right. Of course, like I had the fishing pictures. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like. 
oh, this is my thousand first push up or whatever. You right. Know. <laughs> but try to be like respectful because like at the end of the day, like I wasn't there looking for a hookup. Right. You know, and you know, the hookups do happen or whatever. They always have a potential to happen. Um, like I remember a guy that I used to work with. He uh, he had a rule of like, I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to hook up on the first date, but if we do, there's probably not going to be a second date kind of thing. You right. Know? We're like, yeah, I'll entertain it, but like, just so you know, like, you're not really the material I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, just didn't have a lot time. of experience with that, but right. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I I knew my my first instinct. You know, now that we're circling back to dating again for men, but um, my first instinct was, man, I'm gonna spread around like the black plague. Like, <laughs> I, this bitch is not gonna be able to shake hands with another woman within a hundred miles that I haven't <laughs> been with. Like, I'm gonna punish her. And after a few minutes, when you know the emotions kind of calmed down a little bit, I thought, you know, I'm I'm gonna do it different this time. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, different breakups I've had in my life. I I did the rebound thing, and it, it never was meant in a mean way to the female that, you know, I, I shacked up with or hooked up with. Um, it was just me being selfish and feeling empty and trying to throw something in the void, distract mm -hmm. myself, right? Yeah. You know, you, you jump you in it with someone it. else and then, you you know, but it, it just, it doesn't fix that. And I think this time around I thought, no, you know what? I do the same shit every time and I'm expecting a different result is just <laughs> stupid, right? Yeah. So. I got to, like like I said, I got to be a 10. You know, I got to carry myself better. I got to respect myself more. Not just her, but myself also. And yeah. I thought, no, you know what? I'm, I'm going to wait until there's a person that I feel really has the potential to go somewhere. And, you know, I'm, I know I'm not waiting till I get married. Jeez, I'd probably fail at that one. But um, at least till there's a potential for a strong, good relationship. And then, then I'm all in, man. Yeah. I, you know? So that's where I'm at with it. And and that's hard because men are kind of, you know, we're taught from young, like, bragging, right? Mm. We're trying to outdo the guy next to us. And oh, how many girls you slept with? Well, seven. Oh, I, I slept with 35. By the yeah. time you get to the end, it's, I slept with 300 women. It's like, bitch, you're only 16. Right. And I, I can't remember how many times I had heard, to get over one, you got to get under another. Yeah. And yeah. I, I still, like, I'll still tell guys that, like, yeah. that, are, that are going through a breakup or whatever. But I, I don't mean, like, you just got to go out and, like, Right. Bang a bunch of chicks. I'm, but yes. I mean, like, what worked for me was like, I was lonely, yeah. you know. So when I say that, I mean, like, I just went out and just talked to as many people as I could. Anybody right. that I could, as soon as the conversation was done with this girl at ten o'clock, I'm staying awake till two o'clock anyway. I'm sure. lonely as hell, you know. I'm I'm awake until I pass out. Yeah. So on to the next one that had talked to me, you know, or on to the next one that would talk to me, and I would talk to you know, ten different girls at one time for three or four days. And then eventually that list would whittle down to, you know, like yeah. five. And then two weeks later, I would have a date with the one that was still standing was or whatever, still standing. you know. Which I guess is a natural way of kind of, you know, finding your person, right? Yeah. Kinda, it's so hard. It just sucks, man. Dating sucks. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm telling you this next one, though. I'm, that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm ringing it. <laughs> I'm rocking it better than anyone else. <laughs> like, no, I'm not doing another breakup dating. This shit sucks. Yeah, I, I always make a joke with my wife that if, if it's done with us, I'm marrying my best buddy after that. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. 
For sure. If I bring a bass boat home tonight that cost me thirty grand, like she's yeah. gonna kick my ass. But if but I bring a bass boat home to my buddy, he's gonna be like, "Let's go, yeah, like, let's, let's go get all the shit we need." Up. To water. I'm gonna find some other guy that got walked on by a bunch of women and you know had half the shit taken, and then uh, or, you know we'll be roommates. Yeah, bro, let's, let's. You don't gotta do any any right. stuff, you know. Nah, you can man, still do your own thing. Together, but, like, and, we know, can share insurance and shit. Like, yeah. It'd be awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound like a bad gig. Either that or, like I said, I'm going to identify as, a, as a, an alien. There you go. Not like an illegal alien. Well, I guess it'd be illegal, but like, you, you know, fucking, you know, I'm from <laughs> Alpha Prime, you know, I, I don't have to pay taxes because, you know. Yeah. Hell yes. You remember that story you told me about when your uh, grandma died and your dad were standing out front of the. Oh, man. Yeah. You want to share that? I thought that was a good message, and he's never heard it. And I told him, there's like I told him, like I got a journal in here of stuff that you told me oh. that I wanted him to hear yeah. from you. Okay. I actually just stopped. can you refresh me a little bit on this one because I think I'm thinking of a different story. You were standing, I think you were standing out in front of the funeral home with oh, your dad, okay, yep. and the cars were passing yep. by. Yep. So I was I was a kid, and uh, my grandfather had passed away, and you know we're walking out of the funeral home, and of course, like when it's your first like. Your first loss, you're just yeah. like devastated. You don't know what to do. You just want to cry, just break down, you know. Right. And uh, we just walk out of the funeral home. We're standing up on the steps. And my dad's like, "Look, like look around, you know." And I'm like, "You know, what the hell are you talking about?" And there's people walking by in the street and cars driving by and everything. He's like, yeah, "The world doesn't stop for Life you." Life goes on. Like, and I, I just, man, I remember driving from the funeral home over to where he's buried. And I'm just watching cars drive by. I'm like, "Geez, like." He's right, you know, and then you know we, we've been through, you know, tragic things or what we felt was tragic, and I know you've been through tragic things. And like when you start thinking about it, you're like, okay, like these people do feel bad, you know, like everybody around you feels bad. I feel bad, you know, if it's somebody I don't even know, like I drive past a you know procession or whatever, I'm like, God, like, that sucks for all those people. But like, I'm still gonna swing and you know, grab a can of chew and a Mountain Dew on my way to work, you know, right. it's not gonna like knock that wind out of my sail you know life still goes yeah it's, it's time always... keeps going yeah right yep i think uh one of the ways i always kind of viewed that because i remember the first time that i kind of realized that life kind of kept going and like the world didn't stop because of the loss of a loved one like it almost was crushing and offensive for a second you know um, it made me feel bad, but then I, I learned that when you lose a loved one, you, if I keep living my life, my best life, then I'm honoring that person for one, for two, that that person kind of the influences they were in my life, the, the parts of my personality that they affected, maybe molded even, um, that person's living forever anyways because they're living inside me and hopefully i live inside my kids and and in that way you live forever anyway yeah. so are you ever really truly gone not yeah. really you know and that always kind of comforted me too yeah yeah i remember like my my grandmother passed away or two now ago. now i after i thought about it for a minute i'm like the story and i said grandmother yeah 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 go ahead yeah so, like <laughs> this one's a little bit more funny i guess uh, my grandmother used to be like just a jokester. She'd go to church and just like joke around, like 
she make faces at the pastor when he's doing like doing stuff, you oh, know, wow. she, you know, be Fun throwing person. stuff at the woman playing the piano up there, or, <laughs> you know. And so my my wife like two days before she had had to have a uh, oh she had a, she had a mass or a pretty good sized surgery though anyway, yeah. um, and we're we're standing up at the casket and my family had decided to take all of her like she collected angels. And they wanted us, each of the grandkids, to like pick an angel and put it in the casket with her. Pick your favorite one, right? Everybody's picking these ones that are like you know, sweet and loving and all kinds of things. And I'm like, listen, guys, my grandma was a jokester. I'm picking like the most lewd, like offensive one, and I'm putting it in there with her. <laughs> so I go up there, and like the whole family's around, and I'm like, I'm dying. I'm bawling my eyes out. And I come back, and I, I think it was like this was like one of the first major things I I brought my wife to, and I give her a hug, and she's like, Jesus, I. I knew you were gonna act like a woman today. Like we would have got your uterus out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Ouch. But it like makes it, you know it's funny because like I'm I'm being kind of an a hole by putting this this funny angel in there. You know, right. and, like, it's definitely something my grandmother would have said. Yeah. And she never really got to got to meet my wife, so I was like, oh, this is it's perfect. Right. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. When, it, when you said that, I'm like, oh shit! I said your grandmother. I forgot about that story. Yeah. There's a lot, man. I've shared a lot with you over the years. Yeah. He's told me a few of them that, you know, once oh. in a while he'll, he'll get me just rolling. He's like, oh, just wait, you know. And then he always tells me, oh, I got this. No, I'm not going to. I want him to tell you tell, that one, dude. Tell, tell him about uh, the night your wife woke you up because she thought there was a mouse in the house. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I was thinking you were going to you were gonna roll into the day Dale Earnhardt died. But we'll have to bring that up another time. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, we were we were we were pretty pretty young into our relationship, and so this is back when she's wearing like you know like all those like cute things to bed and all that stuff, like trying to be trying to be sexy. Um, <laughs> and then she she said she saw a mouse like run across the living room. I'm like, okay, like I grew up in the middle of a farm field. I can't sleep if there's not a mouse in the house. Are you kidding me? Like, what yeah. do you mean? Like, I'm welcoming right. them in in the winter. I'm I'm telling them they get to have this this wall. <laughs> so she's like freaking out, and uh, she's like she's grabbing shit to like trap. She's got a vacancy sign out in the yard. Oh, dude, like it's bad. You know, it's an old farm field. Yeah. Oh man. So she uh she's like grabs a mirror off the wall and like places it in front of the door. And I'm like, what the hell? What the, what the fuck do you think this is gonna do? Like, <laughs> This thing, it's like, mouse, they go man. everywhere. Like, they go up the wall if it wants. It's fine. Um, so she's got, like, our whole room, like, blocked off. She's just taking shit off the walls. Like, she's moving shit around. And and I finally realized, dude, she's got, like, a five-gallon bucket in her hand. She's got rain boots on and, like, like a sexy nighty. And I'm, like, standing here, like, what the hell? Man, that's really working. <laughs> yeah. And I still have, I have the pictures. I have the pictures. So it's, like, I'm, I'm keeping them forever. You wrecked um, it, didn't you? It was it was something different. So we're chasing this mouse rainbows. all over, and it's like I'm pretty sure it's on the couch. I'm like, okay, like let's go back to bed then. Like we're getting in the morning. <laughs> What's the matter? Um, we ended up chasing it all over, and she ended up closing like the vents that we had in our living room were like big cast iron vents. Yeah. And they were like would drop down like six inches before they closed. We chased it around there until it, it fell in the vent, and then it got trapped in the vent. I, I had to, she made me take him outside and dispatch of him. Yeah. <laughs> Just the expression on her face when you said, I can't even sleep without them fuckers running up and down the wall. Uh, you know? Or inside the wall, I had to have been like, thinking, man, a mouse. <laughs> well, I remember, wife, like, she dealt with the squirrel. Remember that one? No. Walked in the house and, and the squirrel ran up 
the pole and, and there was a little hole in the ceiling. Oh. And I, I thought, I do holy run. shit, I got a squirrel in the house. Yeah. And then we left. We came back and the little bastard was in there again. So I got the twenty two out. And she's like, you're not going to shoot that in the house. And I winged him through the back leg. And oh, behind no. him was a whole stack of those fluorescent bulbs. I shattered like 40 of them oh, all over God. the place. The squirrel's running around on three legs. She's screaming. Oh, I'm trying to get a bead on it again. She's like, don't shoot that right in the house. I'm like, well, it's a goddamn squirrel. It ain't yeah. a mouse, you yeah. know. So it's up in the loft. And she keeps netting it. She's got a, a fishing net. But it's got a hole in it. And every time uh. she nets it, the little bastard would go through the hole. Like, he'd, he'd get out. And and she went up in the loft, and he jumped, and he landed on the kitchen table. And it, like, knocked him out for a second. And I tried to get over to him, and he shook it off, and he ran. And by then, she had climbed down the ladder. She netted it again, and he tried to get out of the hole. And as soon as he did, I stomped him with my boot. And uh. she, she went, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like, that crunched. And I said, I'm sick of this shit. Get this goddamn squirrel out of here. Then I spent like two hours cleaning up shards of awesome oh light balls. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't discharge a rifle in the house. It's not a good idea, guys. But that was straight up redneck. You know, I'm like, I got him. Don't oh, you? Shit. <laughs> so we've got yeah, lath and plaster walls on our new house. And so the bats will come into the dormers upstairs. Oh, and then they'll go down yeah. the wall and into the basement. Well, when we moved in. She wanted to move the washer and dryer down to the basement. So she'll be down there, and I'll just hear her scream. I'm like, <laughs> like, all right, I guess I'm coming down, you know. Like, Bat And she'll be like, get rid of it. I'm like, what, do you want me to kill it? And she'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's illegal. I can't. Yeah. Sorry, I can't kill him. Right. <laughs> well, just get it out of here. I'm like, well, how do you want me to get it? Like, it's flying around, yeah. you know. And so usually I'll be like, you know, I'll chase him around for a little while. And she's got, like, the doors locked upstairs and shit. Like, yeah. Well, it's not going to attack us. Or she'll hear him, in, hear him, like, in our walls every now and again. Right. And she'll, like, be freaking out. And I'm like. They're not, they're not coming through the wall. I can't no. pound a nail into this wall. <laughs> <laughs> if this bat comes through the wall, we've got bigger problems. <laughs> we'll, I'm burning the house if it comes through the wall. <laughs> okay. First of all, a match to this one. I had a guy come, and he was like, it would be like $3,000 oh. to seal off everything Ouch. and do all that. And I was like, you know, they're just not that important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They eat mosquitoes anyways, man. They Every now and again, like, my cat will go into the basement and go up in the wall. And I'll, just, I'll watch it, like, crawl through the wall, and I'm like, ah, I don't know where she's at. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be in the house somewhere. She's just yeah. inside it. It's whatever. She's just inside it. <laughs> Where's your cat? It's, it's in the house. <laughs> I, I thought these things would end, like, with, with my childhood, like, these type of stories. Yeah. You know? And it just doesn't. No. 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 <laughs> How much time you got left? Oh, I got like 15 minutes or so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> got to go fight crime. Yeah. All cool stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to have it back again. But like I said, we just, sure. we just scratched the surface. You know, yeah, all the relationships so took up a big part of. Yeah. You know, it was a good one, though, man. Yeah, we didn't I, even I like get that, into you know, philosophy and aliens. Oh, there's, and, there's so much. I have a lot of brushing up to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many just... Goofy things we can talk about and have fun with, and yeah, it was a really good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like I like those fun redneck stories too. Oh man, yeah. time. Yeah. I got a whole bunch. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we probably have a really good one. Um, just coming to decide to share stories like that. Yep. Yeah, I've got you know. Yeah, no. I've got some stuff, dude. I said I got shit written down in journal oh. stuff that you told me over the years. Oh, there's a bunch that he started to tell me, and he said, "Nope, no, nope, no." Nope. The German oh. Shepherd digging. Oh yeah, yeah. Digging she was, a hole. She's scared. She didn't want to be home. Hold on. 
<laughs> it was like that. I feel like my whole childhood was like that. <laughs> so I got coming back around to like the day, the day, you know, Dale Senior passed. You got tell me, <laughs> tell me that one, man. You said something about oh, so Dale. you know, Dale Senior had passed. It was a it was a tragic event, right? Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a I grew up in a uh, in a trailer park. So oh, right. that was the day the whole park cried. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh man, I could imagine the flags all half oh. staff. Oh yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Get the all big the number three around. all the way up to the top and the American flag halfway down. <laughs> Not all of us could afford a, a flagpole, right. so they were flying off the little trailer. Oh yeah. Rose bushes wherever you could hang. <laughs> <laughs> All the guys sitting up on the roof drinking beer, crying. Um, you know. I, I remember, like, I remember having to crank the windows closed because we could hear the neighbor's funeral next to me. <laughs> 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 oh, Sad day, you know. Oh man. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, that's that's rich right there. A lot of stuff. Oh, I had your high school party stories. You'd tell me. Oh, God. The one your dad had to come pick you up. Yeah. Just yeah. It, yeah. I didn't pick me up a lot of times. I told my son the same thing. I'm like, even to this day, I had this conversation a month ago. I'm like, you ever drink, I don't care if it's 2 in the morning, I don't give a shit. You yep. call me. Yep. Yep. You do not get behind that wheel and turn exactly. that key. I'll tell you, though, I remember he did that my entire childhood. Well, you know, like, I think it was pretty much right after him. My mom separated mm -hmm. until I was, like, 16, 17. He always made that rule. Mm -hmm. And that... That son of a bitch waited, you know, till I was 22, 23, and he made me pay him back on that shit. Yeah. And I had to drive, you know, a good 40 minutes to pick him up, mm -hmm. pull over a hundred times for him to throw throw up, <laughs> and then, you know, I got him back to my apartment and I'm get him laid down on the couch and stuff, and I'm like sitting there and I'm looking, I'm like, God, I don't think he's gonna live through tonight, you know? <laughs> right. And I remember laying in bed that night and be like, Oh man. This must be how it was. Because yeah, I remember yeah. him, like, you know, dragging me into the house, you know, or whatever. Because, like, I just went a little too crazy. Oh, yeah. Trying to be you know, tough for all the girls. Yeah. Right. Just didn't pan out. Yeah, what is it in our immature minds that, you know, if I out drink every other guy here, the girls are going to like me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is, where that comes from. I don't know. It's weird. It must be a social stature yeah, thing. Yeah, like. Maybe. Your stamina is stronger because yeah, maybe it's that you know you know they're all passed out and you're still, still going. Yeah, you know, for me, I just like I know I open up. You know what I mean? Like I I don't really drink a whole lot of beer. I have a couple of Red Bull vodkas, yeah. and I'm just like more of a social butterfly. I'm willing like if she wants to go out and dance, I'll come out and I'll shake my hips around a little bit or whatever. I can goofball, do some karaoke. Like you know, that's like ten drinks in. Mm -hmm. I gotta yeah. Be, I gotta be like somebody call a taxi. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, that's you know I I just I have a lot of fun anymore. I'm not like trying to be tough anymore. I'm right. Not trying to fight or any any of that crap. Um, yeah, if we could all get that shit out of our system before we were twenty, you know. Yeah. It seems I mean, like it lasts it so long in your thirties. It's like that whole still trying to be top chimp, you know. Yep. Yeah. 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 It just like consumes so much of our like, time. I can drink more beer than anyone else in the neighborhood. I can out drink all my neighbors. Yeah. Like, you know, that's something that's glorified to be proud of, badge of honor. Yeah. I barely, barely ever drink anymore. So, and even when I do, it's just, you know, a drink, mm -hmm. a beer with, you know, lunch, 
ride the bike out and just find some dive of a bar I've never been in and get a burger, you know, yeah. it's usually the best food, you know, and have a beer, you know, a couple of drinks at the bonfire or something, but yeah, man, I, I can't even remember the last time I tied one on, it's, it's been a long time. Hmm. You know, I thought it was really cool, like I had went to, to an academy where I was gone for eight weeks, and Every night we would get done at 4:30, and I had no responsibility. I was at a hotel, you know. Yeah. So I'd swing into the hotel bar with a bunch of guys that I had met, and we would just have drinks all night. Sure. And that was cool because eventually I got pretty good at drinking beer. <laughs> and I got home, and I remember like my wife was pissed about something, and I grabbed like three or four beers, and I went and sat at the table, and then like 10 minutes I drank them all. <laughs> and I was like, crap. I was like, Whoa. this is kind of cool. Yeah. Like it doesn't bother me. <laughs> And then the other day she bought me a six pack and I like drank like half a beer and was like, God, I don't really like the flavor of this. <laughs> I, don't know, I know, about, man. You know? Was like, I, I was just having that conversation with someone. I, I think it was me and you when we were talking about diet, like diet pop. And, you know, because remember, anything that was sugar free for a long time, I wouldn't touch it. Mm-hmm. it was, I always made the joke of like, uh, someone trying to offer you diet pop and like, nah, well, you know, you just got to get used to it. And I'm like, yeah, but if you got to get used to it. That really means it tastes like shit, you know, <laughs> and you just drink it long enough and it doesn't. And then I would always follow up. It's kind of like beer, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. beer tastes like shit. And I know, I'm sorry. I got some family members that love beer. It's fucking bad. It tastes like shit. It may taste good to you now, but I'll guarantee you that first beer that you had outside mm-hmm. of the, Oh, I get to have a you know alcoholic yeah. drink. You were um, like, "What is the hype yeah, about this shit?" Why? Yeah. I'd rather drink whiskey than beer yeah. any day. You know, at least whiskey has some flavor. You know, beer is just ugh. Make fun of me. I'll have like two or three of those Mike's Hard Lemonades or whatever, like the yeah. real fruity, like yeah. Seagrams or whatever. Yeah. Right. I have a couple of those. And I'll admit like, it. Whatever, man. I'm, I'm gonna kill my manhood right now, but I'd take a hard lemonade over a beer. I my think, my brother-in-law yeah. makes fun of me all the time because I'll have the Smirnoff Ice or something. But outside of people better. flexing, if people could just be open and honest with their feelings, they would admit that shit tastes better than most yeah. of the other shit out yeah. there they're drinking. Women, yeah, the, because they were like, oh, that's a woman's yeah. drink. Well, then she's got better taste Why? than because you. Why, it doesn't because... make my mouth pucker when I take a fucking drink? Yeah, like, I can actually sit there and drink it and socialize. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, Ugh. You, know? you know, why do you guzzle that? Because it tastes like shit. You're yeah. just yeah. pounding it down because yeah. you want the effect of it, but, right. you know, you're trying to rush through. Yeah. Who, whoever just, you know, really sips a beer and just, you know, like, like a glass of wine. You know, you do the little swish, you enjoy it, savor it. Yeah. I, I never see anyone savor beer. You watch them. No. When, if, if no one's watching them or they don't know someone's watching them, send the restaurant when people are drinking and watch them. It's funny. They just put it down and then like, yeah, it tastes like shit, don't it? All right. Well, let's cut this one off so we get out of here. Thanks for coming, man. That was an absolute blast. I enjoyed it. I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, for sure. We want to do something special for episode 10, and you yep. were the first one we thought of. So Yeah. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, give us a thumbs up, guys. Come on. Rating. Rate it. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, I forget to put, yeah, it's on yeah. Rumble, too. Rumble Definitely too. YouTube. Facebook, so Instagram. You know. Yeah, Twitter. On yeah. Twitter. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed. All right. Thanks. Boom.